Welcome to SLP Life Happens with Sarah. This is a brand new monthly episode where I share a thought or idea to help you with words of wisdom, action items, and thoughts that can help you be the awesome SLP you really are. On these solo episodes, I'll discuss a topic that really impacts our profession, typically a topic that has to do with self-care, mental health, work-life integration, workplace factors that impact our happiness and health, our own physical health, and happiness. This gives me an opportunity to talk about all these issues, how they impact us specifically as SLPs, and if I've personally experienced the issue, what worked and didn't, as I worked my way through. Today's topic was requested by a listener on our Facebook page, and it is imposter syndrome. First up, what is imposter syndrome? So the overall definition is that any accomplishment you have, you attribute it to luck or you attribute it to the help of someone else and you can't really feel that sense of accomplishment when you've, um, even when you've done good work. So you might feel like a fraud. You might feel like your work is ineffective. You might worry that you'll be quote-unquote found out or that people will discover that you don't know what you're doing. You might feel like a failure or like you're just pretending and going through the motions. Regarding imposter syndrome, I love this quote from Maya Angelou, which says, I've written 11 books, but each time I think, uh-oh, they're going to find out now. I've run a game on everybody and they're going to find me out. So I think from this, it's clear that lots of us deal with imposter syndrome, myself included. And it's easy to see the work that other people are doing and feel like their work is better, their work is more organized, or maybe they know more about disorder areas or how to do therapy. And I think we all feel like a fraud sometimes. So here are some examples of when I've felt like a fraud. One example is I have a clinic, it is full, I have a waitlist, and from the outside it looks successful. But every day a client will do something, or I'll get someone new with new needs, or a parent will ask me a question, and I'll think, good lord, I have no idea what to do next. I don't know the answer to that question. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, and I'll wonder, you know, how, how are these people thinking that I know what I do, when I so obviously don't? So... What I'm working on is knowing that I don't need to know it all. I need to know just enough to help. And when I don't know it all, which happens every moment of every day, I just need to know what to do right now. And then I can look up what to do next. And I want to keep my focus on serving my clients. So instead of, I don't know what I'm doing, serve, serve, serve. How can I help them? How can I do something different maybe to help them process their communication. So I can switch my focus onto what I can do and where I'm seeing progress and switching my focus from me to my clients and how can I be of service and taking action really does help. So here's another example. This wonderful podcast really is a freight train that is just going at 100 miles an hour. The growth has been incredible, but I'm constantly second-guessing myself, especially lately. Uh, is this really helping as a podcast? Uh, can people understand what we're trying to say? Is this resonating? Do people truly understand our message? And 
I want to be a good podcaster, but like anything else, it's a learning experience. I, you know, I started at a baseline and I'm, you know, slowly (laughs) inching up, but, um, not everything I do is perfect, obviously. And I'm working on being a better and better podcaster with each and every episode. So are the episodes perfect? No. And do I get criticism? Yes. And when that happens, it can hit me pretty hard. How do I work on that? How do I work on that feeling of, you know, this podcast isn't good enough or I'm not good enough, um, specifically when it comes to the podcast? And it's that I realize, you know what? It's so much easier for someone to say, you know, you really should, you know, fill in the blank or you really shouldn't fill in the blank and criticize me than it is to do what I've done build a podcast with more than 60,000 downloads and work 10 hours or more on it per week for free because I love it. Um, so if if people who criticize want to see something else, they can freaking make it themselves. And I say that with love because I really do take criticism personally. So that's the thought that I choose to think when I start to internalize that criticism. Because it's not the critic who counts. I'm in the ring doing the work. The work is not perfect, but it's me. And it's my job to be fully and completely myself. So the people who are my dreamies, my dream audience, who are going through things and can really benefit from our message can find the podcast. So that's what I've done, at least recently, when imposter syndrome hits me hard. And by the way, it hits me hard when I'm going through a super stressful time of life or dealing with a lot of change in life, which I am now. So I'm keeping that in mind that I'm probably taking uh, things pretty seriously because life is stressful. And that's why imposter syndrome is seeping in more than usual. So who deals with imposter syndrome? And To be completely honest, I have noticed it more in women than men that I know. And as women, we aren't always encouraged to be confident. Uh, Things that women say often are, oh, I'm lucky to, you know, have done that or to have that accomplishment or, oh, I made that accomplishment because people helped me. Um, And also as women, we aren't always as confident in our abilities as I think we should be. I, I think a lot of that is the culture Um, that we grow up in, you know, so we're praised for dressing well or being pretty and we're not praised for, you know, being a kick-ass SLP boss or being an AAC superhero. So we need to recognize our own accomplishments and that's really important. Here's another reason I think imposter syndrome is so common for SLPs. We are, at least most of us, are generalists. So that means we know a little bit about a lot of things. So even if we feel like we're good enough in a handful of things and we're pretty good in a couple of things, there's a heck of a lot we don't know. So here's the thing. We don't need to be experts to provide excellent care. We just need to take the next right step. Uh... We need to try something, teach it, support it, communicate with our team about it. You don't have to know all the answers, but you do have to ask good questions, listen, be helpful, and take that next step. What if that next step is the wrong thing? Well, you can always course correct. So one step, my friends. And here's a little thing to keep in mind. Even experts don't know it all. You might be an expert and not even know it yet. So... 
Just know this, that by treating yourself well, taking on less, being gentle with yourself whenever you can, uh, knowing that starting with caring for yourself means you'll be able to handle these thoughts even better. And it's okay to think thoughts. It's okay to think thoughts that make you feel uncomfortable, but you don't have to listen to your thoughts. You are the boss of your thoughts, and you can choose the thoughts that you want to think. You can choose to take responsibility for at least some of your success uh, to say, I'm proud of where I am. I've worked hard for this. And you can also remember your training and background. You trained years to do this. So who in the world are you to say that after years of grad school, passing the praxis, getting through your CF, that you're still an imposter? You've got to call your own bluff. You are prepared and you have got this. If you're a private practice SLP like me, you know you need practice management software. And that's where one of our sponsors for today comes in. Fusion Web Clinic is an all-in-one practice management software designed specifically for pediatric speech therapists, physical therapists, and occupational therapists who need to save time and streamline their practice. With unlimited customer support, free onboarding, and an ever-growing set of features, thousands of therapists across the country use Fusion every day to treat their clients. To learn more and check out Fusion's library of free resources, visit them online at fusionwebclinic.com slash slphappyhour. As speech-language pathologists, we depend upon good research to serve our clients well. We strive to use evidence-based practice, but how much time do we really have to search for new evidence? Reading research articles is time-consuming. Let the informed SLP save you time by finding the research for you. They search all of the top speech-language pathology journals each month, looking for the articles that are highly relevant to your daily practice. They provide you with plain language summaries of the most clinically applicable research. It's how smart SLPs do EBP. Join the informed SLP at theinformedslp.com slash slphappyhour.com and enter coupon code SLPHAPPYHOUR at checkout for 50% off of your first three months. Keep in mind, what is your measure of doing a good job? What does that mean? What does a good job mean to you? We think that, and research points to this, that imposter syndrome is really more common in high-achieving professions, for example, academics, and that people who are smart or gifted or high achievers are more likely to experience imposter syndrome. So you go, girl. You're smart and you've got this already. And um, I've noticed that it's often, you know, gifted high achievers that also have high standards that struggle with imposter syndrome. So we expect 100% of people to like us or 100% of people to be happy with our work. So you know what? I've got more than 70 podcast reviews, but there is one that says I talk too much. And that comment broke me for like a week. So until I realized, you know, that this is my podcast and I get to do what I want. So like you, I want to please everyone. I want everyone to like me, but it just isn't going to happen. So the lesson here is that you can ask yourself, did I help the humans I work with today? And if yes, then boom, you're not an imposter. You're the real deal. You're an awesome SLP and you've met your own standards. So as you keep going, your goal will continue to be to help the humans you work with because 
you are a big hearted SLP. I know that people who listen to this podcast, you have big hearts and you really care about your clients. So just help one client at a time and keep taking that step forward. So you decide your own criteria for success and you're probably going to need to lower that bar a bit. So here are some examples. Was I present in my session today? Did I listen to my clients and families? Did I help someone express a need, a preference, or a desire? Was I kind to myself and to others? Did I leave the humans I work with better off than I found them? Did I let things go and breathe today? Those can all be measures of success depending on what resonates to you. Or of course you can make up your own. So your measure of success can be whatever you want it to be. It's up to you. But define your measure of success. And when you set that bar, you can return to that thought again and again when you feel like you aren't enough. So when our expectations are super high and we honestly don't even know what our measure of success is anyway, it can be so easy to listen to those nasty nagging thoughts that go along with imposter syndrome but we can think our own thoughts we can choose our thoughts and we can choose our counter thoughts so when i feel imposter syndrome next time i'm going to think about this did i provide value to my clients today did i provide value to my students today and that's going to be my bar from now on If I did, if I did provide value to the humans that I worked with today, uh, then I'm going to shut down that imposter syndrome. And that's my commitment from now on, um, that I'm measuring my success by my own measures. And so it's going back to remembering that again and again, and that will help me know what I'm measuring. So what I think is kind of ironic about this is, of course, we write, you know, measurable and realistic goals and objectives all day long. But when it comes to our own work, our goals for ourselves are vague and they can't be measured. We don't know what they are. So really find that step to success, that measure for you and define it, clarify it, make it very clear, write it down, put it somewhere you're going to see it and stick to it. I hope this quick dive into imposter syndrome has been helpful and that you've learned something through this discussion. If you just keep a few things in mind, just know most of us feel imposter syndrome at some time or another in the profession. It's totally normal. Um, Also, consider lowering your standards and expectations of yourself and be as gentle with yourself as you can. Finally, if there are areas you don't feel confident in, realize you don't have to know it all. You can take a class, you can phone or text a friend who knows more about a disorder area than you do, or you can make a plan based on what you do know and change the plan as needed. Want more on imposter syndrome? Our freebie this episode is a list of five mantras for when we feel imposter syndrome, five actions we take when we're feeling imposter syndrome, and five thoughts to think instead the next time imposter syndrome pops up. It's your cheat sheet for what you can do in the moment next time you feel imposter syndrome creeping in. I hope this episode helped you at the very least realize how normal it is to feel imposter syndrome. Some studies estimate that 70% of workers feel imposter syndrome at one time or another. So if that's you, congratulations, you're the majority, you're human, and I'm right there with you. 
So if you would like more information, if you'd like that cheat sheet I talked about, you can go to uh, slphappyhour.com or slphappyhour.com slash newsletter, and we'll link it up in the show notes. This has been SLP Happy Hour, and this is our first episode of SLP Life Happens with Sarah. So life happens, you know what happens, and imposter syndrome definitely happens, and it definitely happens often with SLPs. So accepting that it's a normal feeling to feel, accepting that we don't know all the answers is a really good place to start. So let's do this. I hope this episode has brought you a bit of happiness and I'll catch you next time on the podcast. Thank you for listening in, giving yourself the time to learn about imposter syndrome and continuing to take care of yourself as you care and care deeply about the humans you work with. Thank you for working on being gentler with yourself as you continue to do the work you do because your clients are important and so are you.